0: So today, uh, I want to wrap up with uh, the, the di- what, what we call diverse—the gifts of diverse kind of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So let's find where these gifts are in the Bible. Let's go to First Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse seven. First Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse seven. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given. This is a New King James Version. Some I like your Bible. I like that color. It's real nice. Uh, Some was showing off our Bible today. I got a passion translation. It's a, I love to see people be on fire for God. Ah, serious Christians. Amen. Serious people. Praise the Lord. But the manifest, verse 7. This is not. Yeah. So, but the manifest. Are you there? 1 Corinthians twelve seven. the Interpretation of Tongues. Now, if you are reading from the New King James Version, and this is one of the reasons why I like the King James or New King James Version. Now, those two versions, those two, those two translations, help me to know, uh, to identify the text that was added to the Bible by the translators. The text that were not included in the original manuscript of the Bible. So, if you look at that, if you're reading from the New King James, here, now, where you said different kinds of tongues, the word different there was added to it. So, in the original text, different was not added to tongues, to kinds of tongues. So, but the Bible is saying to us here that when it comes to manifestation of spiritual gift, there is a time where people speak in tongues for the prophet of the church, the prophet of the congregation, the prophet of the believers. This is very different from when a person is speaking in tongues for personal edification. I'm going to go there shortly. So let me repeat that. Now, don't forget, if you read this in context, the Bible says the manifestation, the evidence of the Spirit, is given to all for... Sorry, I, I was looking for Erica. Um, okay. Right, no worries. I'll just stick because when I when kids are too quiet, I <laughs> I'm looking for them. Amen. So the Bible says here that uh, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the profit of all. Now, it's talking about profit for all, not just for you. So spiritual gifts are for the profit of everybody. So. That means that when we're talking about praying in tongues or speaking in tongues in this context, it's quite different from when you're speaking in tongues in your personal life. Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 and start making the distinction between speaking in tongues for the profit of all and speaking in tongues for your own benefit. So 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14. So let's go two chapters forward. So 1 Corinthians 14, we start from verse 1. Now it says, pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially that you may prophesy. Now watch this. Say, verse 3, verse 2, for he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Right. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exaltation, and comfort. He speaks in a tongue. He who speaks in the tongue, watch this, edifies himself. Hmm. Can you see that? Now he who speaks in tongues generally edifies himself, builds himself up, speaks mysteries to God. Right? But First Corinthians 12 is saying to us that when the, the 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 gifts of tongues, right? Remove, don't worry about the difference. The gift of tongues in the context of 1 Corinthians 12 is a prof- for the profiting of all. But 1 Corinthians 14, uh Verse 3, here tells us that when you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. 1 Corinthians 12 is saying, when you, the gift of tongues is given for the profit of all. So that tells us that there's a difference. But can I say this to you clearly? Now, primarily, the gift of tongues is for personal devotion. It's for your devotional life. To so edify yourself, build yourself up in know. Um, speak to God. So primarily in First Corinthians, uh, Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured upon people and people received baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now what we received on that day, on the day of Pentecost was for personal devotion. Amen. But we also find out in 1 Corinthians 12 that there is a manifestation and that manifestation where we have different kind of tongues, the Bible reads, yeah, right, is also in. Uh, it was also classed together with other gifts of the Spirit. Amen. So let's go back there to First Corinthians twelve verse seven. Uh, I'll take it from verse eight. It says, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit; to another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Now, this is listing manifestation of spiritual gifts. Amen. Manifestation of spiritual gifts. And in there, in verse 10, it talks about uh, different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues. So the manifestation of the Spirit in the form of tongues is different from when you are speaking in tongues for personal edification, for your own prayer life. I repeat, the manifestation of the Spirit in the form of tongues is different from Speaking in tongues for your own personal edification. So we have to understand the difference, right? And one of the reasons why we must understand the difference is because sometimes when people go to church on Sunday they, and people are praying, people think they should not speak in tongues, right? Because they are in a church assembly. No. Now, because when, you are, when we are praying collectively in church, what you're doing, and, we, and you are praying in tongues, you are speaking to God. You are edifying yourself. Right? But when we talk about manifestation of the gifts, it means you want to minister to the people. Whether a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you know, the gift of faith, working of miracles. So you, something will happen, something wants to happen through you. It's happening through you to bless other people. And one of the ways the Holy Spirit manifests through people is in tongues. And that's one we have to be very careful because some people in their mind can mistake the manifestation of the Spirit in the form of tongues. They can mistake it for speaking in tongues. So what I mean is this. Because they speak in tongues, they believe they can stand and start speaking in tongues over people in the church. No. It's different. And people should not try to do that. Amen. So, I hope that is clear. So, there's a difference between tongues, speaking in tongues in your personal devotion and um, in public uh, assembly. Amen. So, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14, just two chapters forward, and let's read verse 27 and 28. Let me see what I have there. So, talking about speaking in tongues in public assembly, you know, I think, I will take it, let me read verse, 1 Corinthians 14, let me read verse 6, verse 6, it reads, but now brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, watch this, if I come to you speaking with tongues. What shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Watch this. If I come to you speaking with tongues, so if I come to you, want to minister to you, but to minister to you or converse with you, I'm speaking with tongues, you can't understand. So Paul is saying to us here, there is a difference for speaking in tongues, for personal identification, and ministering to people. Amen. So let's now go to... Uh, let me see. Verse 12. When I was trying to put this together, I was like, Lord, you're going to help me today because this one is going to be kind of back and forth because the, you know, I wish I could rewrite this this verse, this chapter, in a way that I can teach it. But let's, let's go with this. So if I go back to 27, 28, there's something I felt I should call out very clear, and this is worth noting. Now, it said, even so... Since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. I'm going to be talking about interpretation of tongues shortly. What Paul is saying here, whether you speak in tongues, as the Holy Spirit moves you, in a sense, or you interpret, your aim must be that the body of Christ should be blessed, edified, beat up. Don't try to speak in tongues with, in, the, in the public assembly with the motive of show off, or with the, mot- to motive, with the motive to show off or to make people make it or to, for people to see you to be spiritual. See motives makes a huge difference when we are manifesting in quote, spiritual gifts. I repeat, motive matters a lot when we are manifesting in quote, spiritual gifts. Motive matters. I repeat, motive matters. What is your intention? Because many times, what we want to do is good, but our motive most of the time corrupts what we're trying to do. So some people want to, they can sing or they want to sing a song. And that song could easily bless people. But because they want to show off to the other choir leader, that they are the best singer, They sing a good song that can bless people, but with the motive of showing off. Man, your motive will corrupt and will not allow the Holy Ghost to be able to move to bless people. So we must be very, very careful about our motive. Our motive for anything we do in the church should be to glorify Jesus and to edify people, to bless the body of Christ, to bless the church. Not for any personal gain or show off. The moment you have your own motive, what you want to get, what you want people to know, what you want to do, the moment you introduce an ungodly motive into whatever you want to do, you corrupt the entire thing. And you hinder the power of God from moving to bless other people. And the body of Christ is not edified. The, Jesus is not glorified because you have your own ungodly or carnal motive. Amen. So whether you speak in tongues or you interpret what should be on your mind is to... Or your driving motive, or you, what, what drives you is that the body of Christ may be edified. You know, try to sink your heart with the heart of Jesus. What's Jesus saying? What do, uh, what's Jesus saying? I mean, what does God want to do in the life of these people? He helps you to be, to listen or to hear more clearly when you have the right motive. But when your motive is corrupted in a sense... You cannot be in sync with God because God is Spirit. And when you are when you are carnal, you are in your flesh. So you cannot clearly hear what the Spirit is saying. It's not possible. It's the reason why when I stand on this platform to speak to you guys, I eradicate everything on my mind. It's about what God wants to say. And you guys can see a demonstration of that this morning. I want to get into my message and teach very quickly. But I know in the depth of my heart, God has a strong word for someone I didn't really like those words when they come strongly like that, right? It becomes like, hey, God, we can be nicer. But he has to work someone up. I get to me. So my motive this morning was to bless the people, do my job, and go home. That, that's, my, that's my motive. And because of my motive, that because it's in sync with the Lord, I always, all the time, call out what is in God's heart for the people. Amen. So, whether you're speaking in tongues, and one of the reasons why I needed to call this out is this. Now, if you are a pastor of young people, and I mean, young, a lot of young people attend your church, or, uh, yeah, I think this, this, leads more, this applies more to a pastor, and also if you are a kind of um, maybe fed house fellowship leader, and most of you guys are young, I see a lot of young people out of ex- youthful exuberance do things that don't edify people. They want to show up, they want to impress. Friends, Christianity is not for sure, is not to make yourself popular. Christianity is life and is doing the work of the Father. Amen. Please, let's bear that in mind. So let's go back to 27 and 28 of that same 1 Corinthians 14. So I said, if anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn and let one interpret. I'm getting to interpretation of tongues now. And let each one, and let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in church. And let him speak to himself and to God. Oh, 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 oh. Can we see that? Can, we, can, we, can we see? Can we see? So Paul is also here differentiating speaking to minister to the church and spe- sorry, speaking in tongues. To as a manifestation of the gift of the Spirit to bless the church and also your personal devotion. So Paul is saying here that if you want to speak, as you feel you were moved by the Holy Ghost, Amen. When you see this kind of attitude, I'm communicating with some people. They are spooky. You know how you hear things like, "Sam, this is you. Welcome to my drama class." I <laughs> I feel the Lord is the Lord is moving. You know they're shaking their head and shaking their body. I'm like. I thank God for my life. I've been to meetings, and when they start manifesting all manner of nonsense, it doesn't move me one bit. I'm thinking, please, cost of the chase. What was the Lord said? Let's, let's get to the root of it and move on. So don't allow all these, <laughs> you know, as I was in, as I was in second heavens, I was sli- as I was sleeping last night, and I saw God come in his glory, I'm thinking, the Bible tells me Jesus is the glory of God. You have seen Jesus, or you know him in your spirit, that's the glory of God. Don't bring me cloud and all kind of stuff. You hear the glory, the glory. What is the glory? Jesus is the glory of God. It's The expression of God, the express image of God. We've seen God in his glory in the Son. He lives in our heart. So why am I really looking for smoke? I want to see Elijah and Elisha. That sounds mean, right? But that's the truth. There's nothing spooky or something... Or Christianity is as real as anything. There's no, there's a word I'm looking for. There's there's not there's, in Christianity there's nothing for you to be, to want to feel. Please help me with English here. You know feel, you know like a magician, magician. You know want to you want to feel sensational. Yeah, I think that's the word. In Christianity there's nothing sensational. I'm not saying we are not moved sometimes by the Holy Ghost. Like most most of the time or many times when there's a move of the Spirit, I can just tear up. You know because my heart begins to experience the goodness and the kindness of God. But for me to like, instead of me to yield to myself, to the Holy Ghost that way, I want to be dramatic. That's another word, sensational dramatic. (laughs) Oh Lord, seriously? A lot of people do these things for show off. I was shocked the day I figured out that people do a lot of dramatic things in church for show off. Things don't move me, I mean, cut to the chase, yeah, what's the Lord saying? That's what I want to hear. Because what if I can clearly hear what the Lord is saying? Oh, Jesus Christ is Lord. If I can clearly clearly hear what God is saying, that's what builds me up. Don't kneel on your on your. Don't go on your knees and say, God, we are we are sorry. Have mercy on the house. Don't kill us. If he wants to kill you, he'll have killed you. Your begging is too small to beg God to not to kill the entire nation. If he wants to, and God is not a like killing God. So people should stop all this drama in the church. Go to the chase. Receive the word of God, speak the word of God to people, touch people, bless people. I'm just a fan of silly crying on the, on the platform. And, and, and people, a lot of people go into tears. Oh. You're not serious. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, guys. <laughs> right, so Paul is saying here, guys. He said, but motive, I love that. He said, I love when people get a motive. Check your motive. Now, sometimes I want to do some stuff. Ah, I'm like, and I'll say to my wife, i say, you know what? If I, I, I differentiate, I say, this is what the Lord is leading me to do. But if I was going to handle this matter in my own mind, this is how I mind it. But for Jesus, I'll handle it this way. I differentiate my motive and I yield myself to Christ. Motive matters a lot. If I you forget anything, motive. Why are you doing what you are trying to do? Why are you doing what you want to do? We'll continue on that one on where's the Transformers Connect. Motive. Motive. Selfish motive divides the church. You give somebody else to lead a project. And somebody else is thinking, why am I not the one leading this project? So, and every conversation, and they are running conversations behind the project manager. Because they want to be the star of the show. It's evil. Once you have an ungodly or carnal selfish motive in anything you do for the church, you, you open up yourself to the devil and you cause division. Amen. So Paul is clearly differentiating here. Thanks, Sam, for sharing that. So Paul is saying here that if there's no interpreter in the church, mate, reverse to the default setting of speaking in tongues, which is speak to God edify yourself. So by default, speaking in tongues is for us to communicate with God, is to worship God. Speaking in tongues is primarily a devotion gift. Young people listen to me. I've seen this thing a lot and it irritates me when I see it among fellowship of young people. This show-off is too much. Trying to impress people is too much. Are we all right? And that's why when I see a fellowship of a lot of young people, it doesn't move me. I'm listening for what they're saying. What are they saying? What are they communicating? Amen. So please bear that in mind. So interpretation of tongues. Now, the purpose of interpretation is to render the gift, the manifestation of the gift of tongues understanding so that the person speaking may understand what they are speaking out, and the hearers can understand. Don't forget, the Bible says... um, that everything we do should be unto edification. That's First Corinthians fourteen twelve. Should be unto edification. Just think edification. Just think of building. Think of the people. Think what God has in store for them. Amen. Even when you are calling, when you, even the interpreter, right, should not interpret with the can oh, Jesus Christ, I've seen no manner in this world. Lord help me. And I've not seen as much as Papa Eggin and my fathers in the faith have seen. Imagine somebody speaking in tongues. Ministering in tongues, manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. And someone decides to interpret to suit their own intention. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. is so what he has so just said now. Now God is saying, and they, they just go into all manner of godliness to suit what they want the people to do. This is evil manipulation. We shouldn't do that. Amen. We should think Christ. So Christian leaders, bear this in mind. If you are coming into the ministry to minister the gospel, bear this in mind. You must come with the intention to bless people. The intention to do the will of Jesus. Not with intention, not from passing again. Let this be your resolve before you start. Amen. Let this be your resolve before you even start at all that you are called to bless people. You are called to serve people. You are not called to have a special chair in the church where everybody worship you. I'm, 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 I'm treading on some. <laughs> some, some line. So, so I don't have any problems with it. the pastor and his wife having thrown chairs and everybody else is having different kinds of chairs. I don't have a problem with it. But the thing is this, where I stand is this pastors i think you feel the you should feel the discomfort of the members of the church so if you think those chairs are not comfortable change everything when we come to church we all sit on the same kind of chair i'm teaching my people practical christianity see nothing makes a pastor to be given a kind of special treatment that you know they are comfortable and the members of the church are uncomfortable. We sit on the same kind of chair by God's grace. Praise the Lord. So when my teenagers, as they grow, as they go out to do the work of the ministry, as you begin to reach a kind of status whereby you have spiritual oversight over people, don't organize professional treatment for yourself, special treatment for yourself. same treatment, every day everyone. We eat the same food. I used to be part of churches, um, mostly uh, in Africa, where you would think the pastor is a, is a king of kings and is lord of lords. We are called to serve. I know in Africa, black, uh, black African people. <laughs> My wife is laughing. Yeah, African people, they say, I should not use the word black. black African people. I know sometimes we can be disrespectful of our, of, our, of, our, of our spiritual leaders because we don't see anything spooky or spectacular about them, that's kind of how we've been trained, but that's wrong. It shows that we are not Bible students. The Bible says that we should give render double honor to people who labor over us in word. Let me God help our understanding. So, the purpose of interpretation of tongues is to render understanding to the manifestation of the gift of tongues, so that people can understand. Don't forget the purpose of any manifestation. of Uh, the manifestation of any spiritual gift is so that people can be built up. Excuse me. So when someone is speaking in tongues, manifesting the gift of tongues, and the people cannot understand them, what's the point? It's pointless. So if there's no interpreter who can interpret tongues you're speaking, right, the Bible says, verse 28, let me read it as as it's written but if there's no interpreter let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God let him speak to to himself and to God amen so can i say that people should not be focused on interpreting their tongues so let's go to 1 Corinthians 14:13 14, 14:13 13. 14, 13. Watch this. It said, therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So, if you are manifesting the gift of tongues, right, uh, that's 1 Corinthians 14 13, uh, Sam. So, bless you. So, the Bible is saying here that if you are manifesting the gift of tongues, right, you should also pray that you may interpret. Because The utmost goal of manifestation of the gift of the Spirit is to build the body of Christ, right? Edify the body of Christ to profit every one of us. So as you speak in tongues, right, pray that you may interpret. Or ensure there's an interpreter in the house. If there's no interpreter, speak to yourself and to God. But can I make something very, um, uh, clarify something here? Guys, pay attention to this. There's a difference between interpretation of tongues and translation of tongues, Interpretation and translation. So, interpretation is not translated. You know, translate is when you render the words spoken in one language to in another language. So, somebody speaks in tongues, maybe they say they speak five words in tongues, right? And then we, translation is when those five words you translate in another language and say what it is. But that's not interpretation. When someone is manifesting the gift of tongues or they're speaking in tongues, there's a message. They are communicating, in a sense, by the spirit. So the interpreter communicates the message. And that's why sometimes somebody will pray in tongues, they will speak in tongues for like five minutes over at the church. And the interpreter will only spend one minute in interpreting. And you're thinking, that's so short compared to what the person was saying. Because it's not translation, it's interpreting. It's the message, giving understanding to what was said. You get it? And um When it comes to interpretation of tongues, it's also the manifestation of the gift. So it's not that somebody will listen and hear and then try to come up with something in their mind to interpret. When it comes to interpreting, just the way the the, the, the person speaking in tongues was quickened to speak, the person interpreting will also be quickened to speak. So if somebody is speaking in tongues and you are not quickened from inside to speak, don't speak. Do not speak. Else you will speak something from your mind. Amen. So, interpretation of tongues is a manifestation of the gift. And so many times, sometimes, before that person even starts speaking in tongues, the interpreter is already having a bubble. So, the Holy Ghost, in a proper church setting, will walk in the heart of two or three people at the same time to speak in tongues and to interpret. Because the ultimate goal is so that people can understand, can hear, can be edified. And that's why Paul said that if you don't have an interpreter, just keep quiet. Because it's pointless that you speak, everybody see you as somebody spiritual. You are saying amen. Amen to what? That's why Paul said that, you know, earlier verses of 1 Corinthians 14. He said, if I come to you and I speak in tongues, or if somebody comes to you and speak in tongues, you know, how will the hearer, you know, say amen or receive the blessings? So when people say amen to speaking in tongues, what do they know they are saying amen to? Sometimes it's not saying amen. It's being quiet and receiving. It might be an instruction. You don't see him into an instruction, in a sense. You see what I mean? So we need an interpreter. And can I say that sometimes the fact that somebody is praying I mean, speaking in tongues, right? We're talking about ministry of tongues here. I don't want to be using, you know, to lengthen my word, to shorten my words a little bit. When I have somebody speaking in tongues in the public assembly here, and there's no interpreter. It does not mean that there's no interpreter. The person might not step out. The person might not speak. They may be afraid of people. They may be doubting, but they know the Holy Ghost is quickening them. Friends, all of this is by faith. So don't try to. Don't think you need to figure out in your mind first of all what that person just said before you speak. Just the way when we be, when we want to speak in tongues, we we open our mouth and, and expect to speak when we speak. In the interpreter, when they open. They don't know it in their mind, but when they open their mouth to speak, they begin to speak, interpret what the person just said. Amen. So it's a fit walk. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, can I get another mic? I think um, maybe a battery on this one is uh, dying. I don't know. Uh, praise the Lord. So I was trying to talk about interpretation of tongues. The Bible says, let E I I might need some volume on this one, please. Praise God. Okay. Good. So First Corinthians fourteen thirteen. He said, therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. That he may interpret. Can I be clear on something? Sometimes, in your personal life, God wants you to understand what you're praying about, but not all the time. There are some things that God wants you to pray about, but your mind cannot comprehend it. You know, if the Lord shows you one morning that as your child is going to school, your child will escape a car accident... Many, many mothers will freak out, probably even hold the child back and not even allow the child to go out. But God wants the child to go to school. So, he puts in your heart to pray in tongues. You pray in tongues, you don't know what you're praying about. So, can I say that to a very much extent, God will allow you to understand what you're praying about according to what you can, under, you can, you can handle. I repeat, God, in, uh, most of the time, will help you to understand the tongues you're speaking in According to what you can undo, some people have problems with confidentiality and managing only confidentiality. So, God will not tell them something they cannot stomach, a secret or a mystery they can't stomach. So, people should focus on praying in the Spirit for personal identification, not so much as to interpreting. I remember there was a time I was praying about something very, very crucial. I can tell in my spirit that that thing was crucial. Some, there's something particular about what I'm praying about in the Spirit. And I was like, Lord, I want to know. I, like, I, was trying, I was praying for interpretation. The interpretation did not come. I'm like, Lord, you know, no, you know. But he knows me very well. He didn't tell, t- today, he didn't tell me what I was praying about. But many times, when I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm praying in my spirit for understanding, I begin to speak out in English what I'm praying in tongues. Now, friends, bear this in mind because I say a lot of error in this area. So not, sometimes, watch this, watch this, guys. Sometimes someone is praying in tongues. And what they are saying sounds like Nando's, right? Like Nando's. And in their mind, because it sounds like Nando's, you know what they do? They start saying, Yeah, I think God is saying that we should go to Nando's. That's not true. So that's just a a very trivial example. But I've had people praying in tongues, and as as they're praying in tongues, certain kind of syllable was coming out of my mouth, and they use their mind to, because they have an English language or something that is similar to what they're saying. So they use that thing to interpret the tongues. That's not right. You make people to go into error. People will, pray, will be speaking in tongues and they will be calling out, because the name sounds like George, when they're speaking in tongues, like, do you know any George? Yeah, George. George, And the people are like, I don't know any George. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we don't use the sound of the tongues to interpret the tongues. Please, everybody, write that down. Don't use the sound of the tongues to interpret tongues. No. The interpretation of what you say will come from your spirit. I repeat, don't use the sound of a tongue to interpret a tongue. I, I don't want to beg you. Don't do it. You confuse people, and God is not the author of confusion. Doesn't it look silly when you use the sound of a tongue to interpret a tongue, and the person you are interpreting to they're looking at you like you well, are hard of course. You just make the just make you just make the gift of the spirit look silly and false and fake. But I don't blame people, it's because they do not know better. Amen. So uh I hope that blesses you guys. Let me see if anything else I need to call out there. Um, so I want to close by saying this that believers can interpret their prayers, uh, but not. So in their own personal life, they may be able to interpret their prayers, but they may not be able to interpret tongues in a public assembly. The summary of the whole thing is this. Holy Spirit speaks through people to minister to the body of Christ, uh, and it can do this through the person speaking in tongues. Because, and not but, and because the motive, the ultimate goal, or the end goal of the manifestation of the gift of tongues is to, I mean, the manifestation of any gift is to bless the people, right? Each time the Holy Ghost manifests a person to speak in tongues, it will also quicken someone to interpret, because the ultimate goal is to build the people. Amen? And Paul has told us that if you don't have someone to interpret, just be quiet, speak in tongues to yourself. And thing I tried to do was to differentiate the fact that when it comes to speaking in tongues, primarily that gift is for your own personal devotion, but sometimes the Holy Ghost You'll be speaking mysteries that Holy Ghost wants to communicate to the church. And there's a need for an interpreter. Amen. Interpretation is to render understanding to the gift of speaking in tongues. Amen. It's to render understanding. It's not to, be, it's not to say something in your own mind or something in line with your intention or your motive. And I spent some time talking about motive. So, guys, let us be mindful of our motive when we do anything in the church, not just speaking in tongues or interpreting tongues. Our motive plays a vital role. You know, determines whether people were blessed by what we do or people will not be blessed. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that brings me to the end of the 17 weeks of t- teaching on spiritual gifts. I guess some people guys, some guys will be celebrating, even myself too. I was like, Father, we are still on this matter. Right. So congratulations you have learned the length and the breadth and the depth and the height of spiritual gifts. I've not seen or had anyone teach it as comprehensively as I have. And I'm not trying to make myself feel special here, but I mean it. And I'm not saying I know everything. I'm still learning. I'll still learn more. But if you watch the entire 17 weeks message, I one thing I'm, I'm so sure of this. <laughs> you know, it will, be it will be difficult for people to deceive you. And you will not fall into error people will not manipulate your wife, people will not molest your daughter, all in the name of spiritual people, because you understand, you have good understanding, reasonably good understanding about the gifts of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for how you've helped us so far in understanding your word regarding spiritual gifts. Our Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that as we go back and listen to these teachings that we'll be edified, we'll be built up, we'll be strengthened, we'll, be, uh, we'll have clearer understanding and um who will pay attention to what we need to pay attention to, will avoid lies and deception in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Guys, you may have listened to all of this. You may have watched all of this teaching, but that does not mean that you've understood it. You need to listen and listen and listen and listen. Hear and hear. You know, I was reading the book of um, Proverbs yesterday, and... um, some verses I saw, it was like I've never read it. And I have deeper understanding. I read these verses probably over 20 or 30 or 40 times. But when I was reading reading them yesterday and I'm praying in tongues as I was reading them, I was having, you know, the understanding I was getting was deep in my heart compared to head knowledge. Revelation, God bless you. Revelation, deeper revelation. Amen. And um, you hear some of this on social media as I begin to Share them with you guys. All right, God bless you guys. We, uh, guys, we go back on Zoom and quickly uh, have our round table and then we, we sign up for the day. Guys, Transformers Connect on Wednesday is unconditional. God bless you as you show up. Amen. Praise God. Right.